Shut up and sit down. Hey, it's been a minute, but welcome back to Microbrood Sports. I'm your boy Alex Wolf, here with my boy Pete. What's up, guys? And uh, this is a somber episode. Of Somber because our last pod didn't post? Or is there another reason? Well, there's plenty of reasons, actually. <laughs> Which is, this can be our first episode where we're drinking more than one beer, because I need to drink away my misery. But, uh, yeah, so we did the last pod. And we're over here, you know, sweating blood, sweat, tears into this podcast. And Pete's like, hey, man, text me tomorrow to remember to upload it. Because this is like midnight. Right. So we don't want to upload it when no one's awake. And uh, a few days go by. And I text him. I'm like, hey, did you ever upload that pod? And he was just telling me that I never texted him that. I found it on my phone. (laughs) Pete's not the kind of guy that doesn't respond. But he just, (laughs) way over his head, just the whole, he was out of the zone. Yeah. Completely out of zone. So we're going to upload that as well as the lost episode. The lost episode. It'll have completely old information at this point. Right. I think it was actually a pretty good pod. I think it was a good pod, too. I'm pretty sure I remember leaving that pod and being like, that was a fun pod. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I forgot. (laughs) I will say, I did forget for like a good reason. I was at that Jets-Chiefs game, which was a fucking awesome game to be at. Which we went over in the pod. We went over in the pod? Yeah. We also went we went over some things that came true. Yeah. It's great. It was a good pot. I'm pretty sure we said a lot of smart things we in that did. Pot. Except you bet two mortgages on the Eagles beating the Seahawks. So. I don't recall. <laughs> You'll find it in the lost episode. <laughs> um anyway. Yeah, so other things that I'm gonna drink my life away uh too. Carson Wentz. In the worst thing that's ever happened to me category. Terry's his ACL. Doug Peterson was uh, suggesting that it might even happen before the contact on that play as a non-contact injury because his leg doesn't really bend that weird. Yeah, no. It, he got hit in the opposite knee. Right. He got hit like... Like he took the brunt of the contact It seemed the like on his knee. right knee. Right. And his left knee was towards the ground because he was kind of sideways. Um, I don't know. Either way, it's the worst thing that could have possibly happened. Um, we're going to skip like uploading or updating about what happened in like, the Seahawks game and shit because that's... Old news. Old news. But, uh, so the Eagles are hold, sitting here. Hold on. Why, what are we drinking uh, to drink away our sorrows? Right. I must skip that. Well, your sorrows. I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I, listen, I'm going to say up front, like, it really sucks that he got hurt. Yeah. That's, that, I never root for anybody to get hurt. But you but guys the depression, love the depression. The depression that comes from Alex is actually great. That's, <laughs> that's a fun part. Because you never want to see your friends have fun. No. <laughs> um, so I'm drinking a sorrow monkey. Or sorrow monkey, like what Jesus, uh, sour monkey for God's sake, sour monkey, on a victory beer, uh, that we actually somehow still got, even though Foles came in. But uh, oh, it even says when it was bottled. Is that on most beers? I never noticed that before. Not sure. Mine was bottled October twenty third of this year. Huh? It's a fresh beer I'm drinking. Anyway, nine point five percent. So this is gonna get you where you wanna go. You're not gonna like the taste much though if you're Pete. Who does not like sour beers? This is Correct. definitely a sour beer. Uh, so if you like sour beers, I mean, as far as those go, this seems to be right up that alley and pretty much what you expect to be tasting. So right. uh, I'm going to be looking to get pretty drunk this time 24 hours from now. So I might have to invest in some more sour monkeys. But I'll let you know how it is then. He's got another one he's drinking right now that he's about to tell you about. And then we have a stout that we'll introduce to you later because we're going to get to that. And we're going to split that one and give you the two for one. 
I'm drinking the big brother of the Sour Monkey called the Golden Monkey, Belgian uh, style triple. Love my Belgian style beers. Okay. Triple. It's also nine nine and a half percent, so it's good. But you definitely don't get like a strong strong alcohol taste, right. which is what I like. Okay. So I've had it before. It's really good. I'm happy to have it again. Okay. I don't remember if I've ever rated it though. So. What'd you say the percentage is on it? Nine and a half. Same as the sour. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the sour one, same thing, kind of. Like, it doesn't taste like you're about to die as far as alcohol. Like, some of them, like... So, yeah, I mean, there, a lot of beers do a good job of hiding, like, a 9 and 10% or right. at 11, 12. But there are some that can, re- like, it really bears its teeth. Like, you're like, Jesus. Yeah. I feel like I'm drinking, like, In general, liquor. the double-digit percentages, that you usually don't really want to do a whole lot of because... No. They're going to they're gonna catch up to you. I remember when I first turned 21, that was my birthday present to myself. I bought a six, uh, I think it was a case, actually. A whole case of uh, Molson Triple X. Because you're in college. Like, right. You're just like, how drunk can I get? Yeah, well, also, you're like, I'm not paying $20 yeah. for a 12 Yeah, and pack. you're like, so the value here, like, for the amount of drunk I'm right. going to this right. beats the shit out of the natty. Right. No, you're Anyways, not- I think I drank, like, I, I'm sure I had other stuff when I went out, but I think I did, like, eight Molson Triple X's a night on top of like, other stuff when I went out. I threw the hell up. I did not want the rest of that case. Hot take. Natty Ice, not bad. No, fuck that. Natty Daddy's on the other hand, terrible. Normal take. Ooh. Normal take. Natty, anything ice you don't want. Have you ever had Natty Bow Ice? No. Another quality ice beer. No, there's no quality ice beers. The only time... The only thing you don't want is Keystone Ice, because that will fuck you up. No. That'll See, be it. And I'll admit my bias here, because... Wait, you have bias. Why would I... Because... Why would I try ice beers on other occasions? But the only time you drink ice beers is, and it's ironic, is when they're piss warm and you're at like a frat party freshman year of college and it's your only choice. You know what is ironic? You paid five bucks to get in and so they hand you warm cans of like something yeah. ice and you were like, this tastes like horse piss, but all I want to be is drunk right now. It is ironic. The majority of times I have had ice beer, it's warm. Yeah. Even even if I bought it, <laughs> for some reason it doesn't make it into the fridge. No, or they just don't get cold. I think you can no, put those you things know what in the it is? It's because it's a last ditch effort, and you're like, I gotta get going now. You're right. And it's like, well, when you should have went for liquor, you should have. Yeah. All right. I barely know her. That was for Dula. Yeah. Obligatory. Of course. All right. Back to uh, back to the Eagles. All right. Yeah. So life pretty much went to shit, and. Uh, here we are. We need one more win out of the next three. We got at the Giants, home against the Raiders. I want to say home against the Cowboys last week, but yeah, we played the yeah. last one in Dallas. So at the Giants, home against the Raiders. Two home games. Home against the Cowboys. We need to win one to get a bye. We need to win two to get home field advantage. Yeah. So, look, as far as this week goes, and I'm going to get to the line here right away, we're minus 7.5 at home against the Giants. Great Great line by Vegas. They're doing their job. They right. really know what to do because they're just making you think enough. Like, right. oh, we have to get over a touchdown on the road in probably cold weather. Like, god damn it. But and there's a couple different thoughts here. If you want to go against the Eagles, which it seems like no Eagles fan is doing right now, which I got some thoughts about. But, like, if you want to go against the Eagles, it's going to be, look, this is going to deflate them. No yeah. way. It's like they're just going to roll over and die the rest of the season. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, my thought here is, and trust me, I would be quick to pick against the Eagles after uh, what happened, but the Giants have given up. They don't give a yeah. shit. And I will take, even though the Eagles are the more talented team here, I would take the less talented team 
that gives a shit over the more talented team that gives zero shits. So I think we're more talented. I think we care more. And I don't think it's a particularly close game. I actually think that they're going to come out pissed and try and prove that they're still a good team without Wentz. Um, So I think this one gets ugly, and I'm definitely taking the Eagles minus 7.5. Yeah, I'm actually on board with you at the minus 7.5 because, number one, I don't think Foles is a train wreck. Um, He's not. You guys have plenty of running backs in the stable. I think if... I think there we should see a shift to a more run God would based hope so. offense. But Doug Peterson went full Andy Reid last well, week in right. an effort to piss me off as much well, as possible. Like I said, I think at one point they were down in the game, so like they did still need to try to throw. Right, but we were never down like no big or anything. No, you weren't. Another point that helps you in this game is you have a, you still have a good defense, and the Giants have very few skill positions skill players on offense that are healthy. I'm not sure if Sterling Shepard's healthy. I know Evan Ingram's healthy, but that doesn't really mean shit when your front seven is going to wreck their offensive line. Right. And the last time you guys played, Odell was a was there and like made it the game that it was. Right. Odell is not here. Is I think I have yeah, I have no problem. I think this is a great game to tease the Eagles down to minus one and a half. Okay. I would feel confident putting them in the teaser just because the Giants lost at home to the Cowboys, thirty to ten. Like, nah, just get out, man. Like, they're they're washed up. Yeah, this actually might be they're a good cooked. week. A good week for some teasers. I they're think. cooked. I'm looking at some of these other ones. I think, yeah, I think tease might be a nice way to go here. I would tease this game. Um, but we're just gonna get all the Eagles stuff out of the way here at the beginning. I think so. We're gonna win this one. We agree. We got. Home against the Raiders, who also suck a the Raiders, big sack of hairy balls. The Raiders are trash. Right. They're awful. And they, I don't know how they, they have never six travel wins. well, especially when it's across right. the country. That's a dub. So there's another W. So that puts us at what, 14 and, or no, 13 and 2. And locked up the Yeah, one locked up home field advantage at that point. And then the Cowboys roll in with Zeke back, and I think probably kick our asses in a week where we don't really give a shit because we already locked everything up. Probably, yeah. So we're looking at 13 and 3. So the, another, the next question is, what the fuck happens when we get into the playoffs? And I'm going to walk over here and get my thumb off the charger because i got some stuff. So, yeah, so you're looking at a one seed, and you're going to have to play, I would guess, of like these, these teams in no particular order, or one of these teams. Well, the Vikings Rams, will probably be the other team that gets a bye. You would think. But, they're, I mean, they're only a game up on a, lot of, on a bunch of teams, right? Yeah. So... Of those, I okay. We'll, we'll just for this exercise, we'll put the Vikings as a buy. So you're either playing one of Rams, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers. Right, and you even got teams like I believe the Cowboys in the picture at least. Right, probably yeah, that's looking true. Out. I expect the Packers to make it. Aaron Rodgers is gonna win the last three games. That's what he does. Uh, I don't know that their team is that good though, dude. But it's Aaron Rodgers. I know. But I think they have to play Carolina and Minnesota. Like they have to win. Fired up. Hey, I'm. I would be deathly afraid of Aaron Rodgers. Oh no! As an Eagles fan, I want nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers making the playoffs. Right. So as long as his collarbone doesn't re-break, because we've seen via Tony Romo that that is a common occurrence. Yeah. As long as it doesn't re-break, I I don't know. I just I would not pick against Aaron Rodgers. Um. So I think, as I said earlier this season, I think the Rams win that division. So they're going to win that division, I think. Well, we'll find out this week. Right. Seahawks-Rams. That's pretty much for the division. It is. Let's say the Saints win the other division. Uh, two wild cards. I don't know. Let's just say 
Panthers, Packers. So, I don't know. You're probably looking at one of those teams. Can we beat the Rams? We'll just go through them all a little bit. Can you beat the Rams with Foles? We beat them last week, but Foles played like right. a quarter. And, well, you have to take in They're account. coming to us. They're coming to you. We might as well have been home last week anyways, though. Other than the traveling part. We had the, <laughs> we had the fans. Yeah. I, that, that'll be tough. But, I mean, that's... How about... Everybody... For that entire team, that's like everybody's first experience in the playoffs. So right. You never know. How about I would the say Saints? Sure. Would you beat the Saints in Philadelphia? Um, you kind of get worried that they don't. the Saints don't necessarily travel that well. But then again, <laughs> it's Drew Brees... Versus Nick Foles, so yeah, you. I mean, I think the Saints could beat you. Right. Uh, who else we got? Seahawks. I think we have less than a zero percent chance to beat the Seahawks with Nick Foles in, because. And I was talking, Mister Confident. If you go back and listen to the lost episode, however, one thing I learned, which I mean, everyone knew what Russell Wilson's capable of, but you saw he's the whole, mobile enough the that our our awesome front. Which is what carries us defensively. We have a good secondary too, in my opinion. But like, the awesome pass rush is just completely negated because right. he just toys with you, and he's so athletic. Yep. They get so tired, and then he just runs around, and you can only cover for so long. And he's just a terrible matchup for us. So if you get take away our best player, which Carson Wentz was going to win the MVP for a reason, yeah, like. If you take away our best player, yeah, I actually think this game, this last Rams game, like solidified it. Yeah. That he was going to win. Yeah. He had a great game. There's actually still a chance, a small chance he could still win. Oh, if we go 0-3 in the last three games, he better get it. I don't think we do. No. Like I said, I think we go 2-1. and one. Yeah. At worst. Yeah. But, so I don't think we have a chance against the Pan- or sorry, the Seahawks. I think we might be small dogs against the Rams. At home, though, I don't know. It's going to be tough. At home, I feel like it's a playoff game. Like, you're just going to, you're going to be favored for the most part. I don't like our chances against the Saints. Yeah. And that would that would worry me. Panthers, I think they're they've been playing a lot better. I'm not a huge Falcons guy. I think we could beat the Falcons if it's them. Panthers, yeah. Again, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge Panthers guy. They've played a lot better. They have. Uh, if somehow the Lions get in, I don't give a shit about them. You could beat the Lions. Yeah. I mean. Either, I don't know. You can win. Here's the thing. Do I think we, you can win one so game. If we, exactly. That's where I was getting. So if we win one game, then we're probably playing the Vikings or we're playing whoever else you don't want to play. Playing the Panthers. Yeah. Sorry, playing the Seahawks. Playing the Packers at that point if Aaron Rodgers is back and has his relaxed games and shit. So I don't see us getting past the NFC Championship game is where I'm at. If you made me bet, if you made me pick, which I ran a poll, a record amount of votes, by the way. I'm happy. Way to go, people. 125 votes. I ran this poll like probably an hour after Wentz got hurt. I said, assume the worst. Wentz is out. What do you see us happening? And division round loss won at 31%. Uh, wild card loss was 24%, which those people think like we're not going to win regular season games anymore. Right. Um, NFC title loss, which is what I voted, picked, went last at 21%. And then Super Bowl win or Super Bowl loss was one uh, choice, and that was 24%. So most people are saying we're going to make it, probably get the bye, and then be one and done, which I could see happening. Yeah. I could also see winning one and losing in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. So I think that's about where your expectations should be set. I think there's a lot of people out there on like Twitter that are Eagles fans and at Facebook and 
all these things and like beat writers that think we can still win the Super Bowl without Wentz. And I'm um, just cautioning you that I that can't happen. That cannot happen. That cannot happen. Imagine for a second we even make it to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. We're playing the Patriots. Like who are we playing? We're playing the Patriots. Probably. You have Tom Brady. Not happening. Nobody beats Tom Brady. Not happening. Like unless you have Eli Manning and a bunch of magic on your side, you're not beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I honestly and I honestly don't think you can win I would I would gamble the NFC playoff or the NFC championship loss. I just don't think you can win two playoff games right. with Nick Foles. Here's the thing. We are twelve and two at home under Doug Peterson. We should have home field advantage. That's a plus. Sure. However, we've also had Carson Wentz for every one of those games. Right. I also have this stat, which I thought was pretty telling. Since nineteen ninety one, thirteen quarterbacks have taken over for the starter with three or less games to go in the season. Uh, Foles has three. Yeah. Their combined playoff record. Care to take a stab in the dark? I mean, you don't um, even know how many games are played. Let's see. 1 and 15. It's the inverse of our record at home. They're 2 and 12. Oh, 2 and 12. I think that is something you can hang your hat on a lot more than, hey, we're 12 and 2 at home. Right. On your I agree. So. There's a reason Carson. Yeah, there's a reason Carson Wentz is a starter and right. he's the MVP. And I there's mean, a dude, reason you were 12 and 2. The guy, think about all the plays. Like, and I hate to be Mr. Negative. Uh, Side note here, the last time I was this negative about a playoff run, chances, was 2008 Phillies. I thought there was no way we could beat CC well, Sabathia twice in the first round because there's a five-game series. I was like, dude, we have to win all three games he's not pitching. He, we can't beat him. Because if anyone remembers, <laughs> CC Sabathia was the greatest pitcher of all time for like a month and a half there. Yeah. He took the ball every three days. Yeah. I was like, dude's pitching twice. We're not going to beat him. Right. I was like, we got to win the other three. I was like, I don't think they can be perfect like that. (laughs) Everyone ripped me a new one. My brother, everybody. And then fucking Shane Victorino comes out, hits a fucking grand slam game one against CC. I was like, here we fucking go, baby. So let that tell you that we're probably winning the Super Bowl. Okay. I don't think you are. However, another tidbit here playing against that is I will be dead before the Eagles win a Super Bowl. (laughs) So I plan on living... To my 26th birthday, which is the day after the Super Bowl. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> so if the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, am I like... <laughs> if they're like on pace, like there's like a second left, am I like contractually obligated to like put you down <laughs> before you actually see it? I don't think you have to do it, but I think God plans on taking care of it himself. <laughs> okay, good. So... <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. I've been okay. convinced of that for a long time. And it actually is almost a sigh of relief because we had a real shot this year. <laughs> and then Carson, It was going to hurt so bad when you didn't win. Oh, well, here's the thing. This is the first year. The first year of being really good is always excusable because it's like, look, who goes from not being very good to like, right. we're the champs? Well, I'll tell you what. Like, the, I, like in 07 with the Phillies, I gave zero shits when they got swept by the Rockies in the first round. I was like, did that suck? Yeah. But I was like, yeah. how fucking fun was this year, though? You're right. I mean, I will say I felt pretty depressed after the Yankees lost to the Astros this year. I was really excited. I was buying in. Right. I was in. I was in the whole way. I'm like, you, I yeah, think we can do you it. You let your heart go in a little I did. too much. Though. Oh, my God. I was in. I was like, I think we but can do it. But you look back on it, and you're like, dude, we had like we got that much better from where we were. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Yankees in a little bit. We will. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, to rattle on, just more fucking blabbing about the Eagles here. I don't... Oh, actually, let me get back to this poll for a second, because I needed to bring this up. So, we got 125 votes. Right. Which I was hyped about again, because sure. I think we have 88 followers. Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I retweeted it, so that was some of them. 72 votes in. I text Pete, and I'm like, dude, 
divisional round loss has zero votes. The other ones are racking up <laughs> votes. And I'm like, 72 people, not one of them thinks we lose in the division round. I'm like, we're probably like going to waltz into a bye. Nobody thinks we're one and done. What the hell is wrong with everybody? Now, I voted NFC Championship game, so like... Everyone was thinking like me and otherwise, I guess. But I was like, this is incredible. And nobody was appreciating how incredible it was. Because I texted a group of like three of us. And nobody even he gave really a shit. Did. He was so beside himself. Anyways, the fucking 53 votes later, the vote is done. And Division won. It was the most popular vote. It's a greater comeback than 28-3. to 3. Like, are you kidding me? I told that to Pete today and he finally appreciated it. Alex loves this so much. You crunch the numbers. <laughs> Division Round got 38 of the last 53 votes. That is domination. I think it was people coming to their fucking senses after... after <laughs> we're we're going to stop the pot. I can't handle it. <laughs> it's incredible. I couldn't... I, I was beside myself. Yeah. What a comeback. This warms the heart. 28 to 3. But, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyways... Oh. That's where I'm at, man. I think yeah. set your sights to division round loss or NFC title loss and just enjoy it if it goes any longer than right. that. Right. I think if anyone thinks that, oh, like fucking PFF being garbage, which I always talk about, they sent out something where I was like, uh, oh, the Eagles might be just fine. And they put out a bunch of bullshit stats comparing Foles in 2003 to Wentz this 2013. year. 2013. Or, sorry. Yeah. Jesus. 2013 to, uh, it was midget, it was midget stats. Right. Yeah. 2013 to Wentz this year. And a lot of them were like slightly favorable Wentz this year, which tells you how great Wentz was this year because right. Foles was incredible that year. But it's like, dude, that was four years ago, and like Foles has barely played. He's played enough to make everyone realize, like, that's not Foles. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty miserable. <coughs> I just say you guys are pretty lucky that this pod didn't happen like Sunday night or Monday. Dude, yeah, I thought I was going we to call braiding, hotline. Yeah, I was, I was braiding the news. I was at least watching YouTube videos on how to do it. It was fucking rough, man. Within the span of, like, I think it was, like, four minutes, Embiid was out with a back, like, a sore back, too. And I was like, this is it. This is the end. And Hoskins was found, like, he was missing. (laughs) No. I couldn't take it, man. What a fucking waste. I got to bitch about this a little more. The Eagles, dude, this was... This is so Philadelphia, by the way. It is. Like, this entire thing was all... This This entire reaction is all Philadelphia. I love it so much. Like, that, it's such a Philadelphia reaction. I'll tell you what injury. I'm used to. I'm used to the 2016 season, where they start off 3-0 and with the first-time head coach and first-time quarterback, like rookie quarterback, and I get beside myself with unrealistic expectations, yeah. and they come back down to earth, and everyone realizes they're 7-19. I'm fine with that. I'm used to it. Right. I'm used to being like one of the top three teams in the NFL and losing in NFC Championship games. I'm cool with that, too. We were the best fucking team in football all year. <laughs> like, all year. It was just like, we accidentally lost to the Chiefs once, and like we're just like dominating teams. We were winning by like 30 for like four weeks in a row. Alex once brought up on this pod if they were the best team ever. <laughs> no, I said they could be. That's if they, how, that's if they ran the table at 15-1 and one and went to the Super Bowl oh, and won. Oh, my God. It was great. Dude, the way they were winning, man. Oh, it's just fantastic. And, of course, like, and, oh, me and TJ were talking about this, too, where we were like, if, he had to ha- if it had to happen, like, why did it have to happen where it's like it didn't even really look like he tore his ACL? And then the night of, like, you're like, yep, he tore his ACL on Twitter. And then you got these... 
fuck stains uh, with like check marks next to their name. You take their word like as weight to yeah. it. And one of them, I forget who it was, Rappaport or one of them was like, oh, it might just be a loose ACL and he might be able to rehab it and come back. They're holding out hope. Right. Why do you got to do that to me? Yeah, because Schefter initially reported like it's done, it's over. Yeah. And then Rapp- you're right, Ian Rappaport came out and said, hold the phone. Yeah. So like you just, the door was like, Almost shut. Yeah, and he just throws a wedge in it. Yeah, it's like I was like, back up. I was like, let's fucking go, baby. I was like, we got three regular season weeks. We got a bye week. I was like, nurse rehab. that baby back. <laughs> Alex starts looking up rehab videos yeah. for knees. Well, He's like, what do I have to do? We'll, we'll even hold you out the first round. Like, just, ah. I thought we'd come around a T.O. situation where he just gloriously comes back for the Super Bowl with screws in his ankles. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. And it's like. If you're going to blow it out, man, just blow it out Willis McGahee style so that I know right then and there, like, <laughs> no, it's done. Not to mention, what a shitty time to tear your ACL. Like, now next season's also possibly... I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to overlook that for the pod. Possibly affected. I mean, I realize there's been some optimistic reports like, hey, week one could still be important. Well, and this is another thing, too, to timestamp this. Like, Wentz just had a surgery today. Right. And they said, like, I guess he got out of it not that long ago. He saw, he posted something, like, him and his girlfriend. He's clearly just had surgery in the picture. And uh, they said, like, it went very well. So that's good. Um, like, I'm all on board for getting it over with as soon as possible because he needs to he needs to start working to get back because people don't realize Adrian Peterson comes back in nine months. So everybody's like, oh, it's a nine-month No, thing. yeah, that's – Adrian Peterson's, like, an alien. When that, – I'm so glad you brought that up because I would have been so sidetracked with everything else. I forgot this. When do you expect him to come back if you had to pick – Obviously, we're not doctors. Well, my guess would be, so what is the PUP list? How long, how long do you have to be on? Six weeks. Six weeks. I would think week seven. So week seven? That would be my guess because you don't want to carry an extra guy on the roster if he's not going to be playing or healthy. I would guess week seven. Okay. As a That's not, I like that logic guess. there. That's, yeah. that's I just really think good. it's a logical guess. Right. So. I was going to say week 10. Yeah. Like a little less than a year. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, you can stay on the PUP, on the PUP list after week right. six, I mean, I think you can come back. So, and then you gotta think like if he comes back week ten, that's nine. Oh, please God, let us have an early bye week next year. Nope. Yeah, no. Week eleven. Good, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but let's say we even have an early bye week. That's like if we come out of that like four and four, and Wentz comes back, like you gotta win some serious fucking games you if do. you want to go to the playoffs. Yeah, because you're gonna have There's a no first time place to be schedule. rusty. You're gonna have a first place schedule. Ah, uh, I don't know what division you're playing next year. Probably the hardest one, whichever one that is. We're not going to play the shit-ass Patriots division and get like all those shitty teams. Yeah, I know. Times. I know. You know, I heard this on a podcast. I have to. Just, this is a complete side note, and well, he kind of talks about the Jets. It speaks to the Jets a little bit. Okay. Somebody was bitching about um, Peyton Manning always playing in an easy division. Uh huh. Dude, Tom Brady hasn't played in a good division <laughs> ever. The Jets and the Dolphins and the Bills suck. They yeah. always suck. Same thing. Anyway, I need to I'm get a huge Brady supporter, but that's just a fact. I, I understand. Yeah. That was not the point. The point was, if you're going to argue Manning played an easy division, like, dude. Brady I think it's played, probably very true for both of them. You know who's played in the hardest division? Roethlisberger. That's yeah. been the hardest division. Except for the Browns over here. Well, right. But, I mean, the, <laughs> like, the Bengals have been competent, more yeah. than competent, yeah. with Palmer and Dalton, and the Ravens have been the Ravens. Like, they won a Super Bowl. So, like, that's by far the hardest okay. division to come out of. So, anyway. I guess... Are we I don't done? know. I'm Are just about bitching with the Eagles. Can I get you on record though? Where where are we gonna? Where's the season gonna end? For you guys? Yeah. I'm gonna say divisional round loss because I just think it's it's playoff football, and I don't yeah. think Nick Foles is gonna win a game. But I will say 
I think you can win a game based. It depends on the matchup. Right. I think you can win one, but the NFC is strong this year. There's. there's I'm gonna a lot of stick. Good teams. I'm gonna stick with NFC title loss for a few reasons. And that's completely fair. One, yeah, because I think it's one of the two logical options. Right. Two, because it's tradition. It's what we do. We're Eagles. We lose in the NFC Championship game. Dilly dilly. <laughs> Three, because like you got to think. So they're gonna rip your heart out in the most unimaginable way, right? So, like they win the divisional game. They get a lead at half. Oh yeah, of like, the NFC. So title what they're game. gonna do? They're, yeah, they're gonna come out like I said. They're gonna kick the Giants' ass this week. They're gonna <laughs> kick the Raiders' ass, and then they're not gonna try Week Seventeen, right? Because they have everything wrapped up, right? And Optimism we're gonna be is over the moon, circling right. Philadelphia, and then we're gonna somehow win the division round yeah. game. We can do it. And it's we, like we're in, baby. We didn't even need once. Yeah. Just once, and then we're gonna just. It'll be one of those games where like they're averaging five yards a carry, and you can't get them off the field. Yep. And oh yeah, so that's how it's gonna happen. Enjoy it, everyone. It's great. I'm gonna have fuck life. So, anyways, let's move on away from the Eagles. So I let's can... move on to the more important team, yeah, the right. New York Football Jets. <laughs> By the way, I can actually officially say this now that my bet is gonna push. But before the season, I bet the Jets over under at five wins. Oh, I bet that it's gonna push. They're not gonna win another game now. Now that wait, what did you you took the over? I took over five uh, at plus on the pod. You picked him to win four. I did. I did, okay. but I took. I bet them okay. to win. Way five, to play the over five. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> I felt confident early on at like that. I bet this like right away because yeah. obviously if I would have waited, like the number came down and right. I would have won. Right. But um, I felt confident early on that like we're not going to be as bad as people think because we got younger on defense and we're going to play better. All right. I didn't see the Josh McCown being like a top twelve quarterback happening, but like he's played that well this year. But now we won't win another game because Bryce Petty's. The quarterback, right. or Christian Hackenberg. So anyway, let's get to the game. Last week, McCown breaks his hand. He's out for the Fucking season. Fucking typical, because I have Robbie. Right. Um, so Bryce Petty gets to take snaps this week. And at some point, I think we're going to really get to see how bad Christian Hackenberg is. I mean, why not? Yeah, I guess. Who gives? I mean. I think we should. Like, whatever. Just let him out there. He'll embarrass himself. And then everybody will realize, like, hey, we need to draft another quarterback. Right. Just to make the one guy in the locker room shut the fuck up who keeps asking. Right. Like, like the ball boy or the Yeah, intern. like, hey, when are we going to see Hack? Yeah. <laughs> who fucking cares? He <laughs> sucks. Yeah, that guy's awful. Anyway, we play the Saints this week in New Orleans. And, boy, it is a hell of a line. The Jets are 16-point dogs in New Orleans. And can I tell you, I'm taking the Saints minus 16 points. Which is very un-Pete-like. It is very un-Pete-like, but let me tell you what is Pete-like. Not taking Bryce Petty as your quarterback in a gambling situation. Here we go, baby. Buckle up. Oh, wait. I agreed with you. I already said I'm taking the Eagles as well, right? Yes. Okay. I'm taking the points. Taking the points? And I'll tell you the logic. That's a damn load of points. That's a lot of points. So, who the fuck knows? I'm leaning towards, I told this to... Uh, Pete before the pod that I'm leaning towards Bryce Petty being useless. <laughs> oh, he might be. Like, there are backup quarterbacks in this league that can hold their own, a.k.a. Yeah. Foles. Matt Moore. Yes. Foles. Like, you put him in a game and it's like, you have a... Case Keenum. There's a realistic chance you could win the fucking game, right? right. They're not going to murder you. I'm pretty sure B- Bryce Petty is just awful, but we're right. going to find out. And my thing is just, that is a lot of points. Like, the Saints could be up by 21 dominating the game, and then there's a bullshit, like, Blocked punt for a touchdown late or Could something, be. and it's just like, well, yeah, they covered listen, sixteen. Listen, I know. Yeah, I always, I'm always a fan of taking those kind of points, but I refuse to do it with Bryce. Right. And then one last little thing, the poll is still active, so I wanted to bring it up. Right. I did a poll here. I'm uh, in the final four in my fantasy league. Fourth place gets zero. Third place gets like three hundred, and it's like five hundred and nine hundred to the champ. 
So naturally, I'm going to finish fourth. Right. I need to not lose two games in a fucking row to finish fourth. Right. Of course, Robbie, my fucking star pupil, his quarterback breaks his hand. And then I have Alshon and Ertz, and there goes Wentz. Right. So I'm starting Ertz. I feel confident. Yeah. I think Ertz is fine. Right. He's, he's athletic. He's going to win his matchup against the New York Giants linebackers who aren't very good. Right. And Foles isn't a train wreck. And Foles in his 27-2 and two season, I looked it up, Selleck and Ertz combined for roughly 1,000 yards and so 10 he's, touchdowns. So he's looking for the tight end. He's looking for tight end. On a side note also, I told Pete free money on DraftKings if you start Burton last week. Sure. And I was correct. Yeah. Burton, most underrated tight end in the league. Anyways. Nobody cares. Love that guy. We need to keep him. Pretty sure he's a free agent either after next year or after this year. Yeah, somebody will pay him too much and he won't be as good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> because Wentz is the man. Uh, but where was I going here? Oh, I got Alshon with Foles thrown to him at the Jets. I got A.J. Green at the Vikings with that killer secondary. And then I got fucking Robbie with Dushas McGee thrown on the ball. Right. In a dome in a game where they're going to be losing right. behind. So I've told you this. This is – this. The first part is simple. You started A.J. Green because he was probably your first or second round pick. I traded for him, but he's a first round pick. Enough. Yeah. He's starting. You got to ride or die with the, the quality guys, the best guys in the league. You're probably right. Done. So the decision is between Robbie and Alshon. Mm-hmm. Reasons I would take, or I wouldn't take Alshon. It's a low total game. Vegas has it projected as a 40-point total game uh-huh. for the Eagles. It is going to be in the Meadowlands. It will be cold, and by starting Alshon, you will have two Eagles pass catchers. Yes. So if they just decide to run the ball and Foles only you know, throws for 150 yards and one like touchdown, that. then you're up shit creep without a paddle. Right. Reasons to play Robbie, he and Petty have some rapport going back to last preseason where Robbie made a name for himself. It was Bryce Petty throwing him the ball yeah. in the preseason. Also... The Jets will be down in this game because there's no By fucking way they're going to be winning. Right. So you would think at some point, like Bryce Do Page, you think 10 targets is probably going to happen? I mean, that's tough to say. It depends on how the game goes. Right. Because right now, the Jets' plan probably isn't for Bryce Petty to throw the ball 30 times at all. Ugh, but Yeah, you're right about that. It's going to be second half stuff. Yeah. So like it'll be garbage time. Like You're probably going to see... like. Four points for Robbie for, for through the first half, and you're like, Jesus. Yeah. If you even see four. Yeah. But then it's one of those things where one drive, it's, it'll be like three catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'd be happy about it. that. Right. So, nobody likes hearing people talk about their fantasy leagues, but I'm sure there's other people out there that can relate. So, uh, there's a poll, too. I appreciate the votes. Right now, 59% Green and Alshon. 14% Green and Robbie, which is where we're kind of leaning. Yeah. So nobody agrees with us. Well, and I mean, I think I mean twenty-seven percent Alshon. But I Robbie. think that nobody nobody understands the mitigating factor of Ertz. You don't want two pass catch. Nobody like can re- see that. From right. Me. I've been doing that all year though, and um, well, okay. I was second league in scoring. Right. But we just talked about Wentz. Who'd you guys lose? Yeah. The MVP of the league. Yes. Okay. I think I've said enough. Case closed. So yeah, I mean, the Jet season is uh, effectively over. Uh, we will be five and eleven. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to that eighth pick, or whatever it will be. Yeah. And, I mean, that's uh, that's definitely where you guys are heading. Yep. Um, so We're about probably a little past halftime here in the pod. Do you want to talk about where you're at in this beer here? And maybe crack open another? Yeah. I'm almost on the Golden Monkey. Um, I think I'm going to rate it a four. 
That is a delicious freaking beer. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't I don't give out I don't hand out fours lightly. Yeah, four is a large number for you. Where'd you put that bottle over? Um How's the sour monkey? Pretty standard when it comes to sour beers. I mean, in my experience with sour beers, which is more limited than like your more traditional beers. Yeah. I just broke this bottle with this bottle over. Like there's glass. Huh. I need to get out of the weight room. I think that's still drinkable. No, just pour it. <laughs> we might have to pause the pot, the pot then. But, um, I don't know, man. I think it's a solid beer. The thing about sour beers, though, is that I'm not drinking more than, like, one in a sitting. They're not, like, I'll, I'm going to no. drink a lot of these kind of beer. Well, I'm never going to drink them. But. Right. Uh, so, I would say a, a three, five. How about that? Okay. So we're currently filtering this beer to see. Oh, it's dark too, so you'll never see the glass. Which is yeah, it didn't break. It's a clean break. You're fine. It seems like a clean break. Clean break. We'll be fine. If oh, we die, if one of us starts choking during the pod, you know what happened. Well, we ripped our esophagus. And apart. I'm pretty sure I said this on the pod. I know I've said it a million times in person, but uh, I plan to die before the Eagles win a Super Bowl. So this could be it, guys. All right. Congratulations. All right. Let's get to our other picks. Okay. So we got. Go ahead. Right. Uh, first time listeners, we always pick three games here. So, that are outside of the Eagles-Jets. I'm going to take first here, and this is the easiest pick of all time. This is a mortgage bet. People out there should be familiar with my mortgage bets at this point. He has lost two mortgages. But he also won one, so you're down a mortgage. Uh, I want to say I won more mortgages than I lose. I think you're down a mortgage. All right. Well, I'm going to get it back here. This might be a 10 mortgage bet. 10 mortgage bet. If you own that many houses. Packers plus three at the Panthers. Interesting. If you don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to come in and win this first game, you're insane. Okay. The only way that happens is if he, he breaks his collar. All right. Fair enough. It, and it, you're giving me three points on top of it? Who are yeah. the Panthers? Panthers are okay. They've played better. Yeah, the they're, Pac- they're an okay team. The Packers aren't that great either. Yeah, I mean, but Aaron Rodgers the, the man, Packers so. aren't that great. Aaron Rodgers okay. is that great. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I don't really have too big a grape with that. I don't think it's a mortgage bet, but fine. Take I, Rogers. Give me. And Rogers. if you're talking about teasing, by the way, like if you want to tease the Eagles down to one and a half, tease the Packers. Use up the to Packers nine. up to nine. How that's, is Aaron Rodgers going to lose by more than nine points? Give me a that's fucking. That's probably break. a good one. That's a great one. Yeah. Please do like that, that, everyone. All right. Everyone, buy yourself a house without mortgage. My first pick is probably also worth a mortgage because this is just how it works. Patriots minus three against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. It doesn't matter. It's like the Yankees were to Pedro Martinez. They're the, it's the fucking daddy. Guess who's also on board there. This guy. Yeah. So, yeah. that's a good That's minus three. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I'm not saying anything else. They own them. It's the Patriots. It went, Gronk comes they back. They don't lose twice. Are you kidding me? And the biggest thing with Gronk is that he's banged up. Like, that's the only time you bet against. Dude's fresh. He just missed a week. The NFL did him a favor. Right. He was probably trying to do that so he'd get a week off. Probably. Pat's minus three. Book it. Yeah. So, I got my last pick then since you heard two of mine already. And this is a surprise one. You ready? Yeah. You're not going to like it. Browns plus seven. Don't hate it. Okay. Browns plus seven at home against the Ravens. It's go time. It is. You gotta win a fucking they game. They gotta right? win a game. And can I tell you, huh. the Ravens aren't that good. No, they suck. Fuck they, the Ravens. they have a good defense. Like probably top five or ten in the league. And they just gave up five hundred yards passing to the Steelers. Yeah. So like their defense is solid. Again, like upper third of the league, I would say. Mm-hmm. But like the offense is so hideous. Yeah. And seven points. You know how big a line is? For an offense that bad. Like, seven fucking points for Flacco. Right. Flacco and a bunch of fucking clowns. Like, what? 
Flacco is having one of the most underrated, terrible seasons right. in the history of the NFL. He is not getting enough shit. And the Browns have been on the upswing ever since Josh Gordon came back. Yeah, well, also, they got Corey Coleman back, too. So they right. at least now they have two, two good yeah. receivers. And Kaiser looks less, uh, like, retarded. Less atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. He's improving. What do you know? A rookie will improve towards him. Right. I still think he's hell. I'm not saying he's actually a starting This is what you should do with this isn't becoming a Browns pod. But what they need to do is... Can we have it, make it a Case Keenum pod? <laughs> no, fuck Case Keenum. Case uh, what they need to do is they need to draft Josh Rosen... In my opinion, Sam Darnold. Order. Yeah, Darnold sucks, but he doesn't suck. You, you know who does whoever. suck? Josh Allen sucks. You're drinking a warm beer. Maybe. Probably. No. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, uh, but you need to draft your guy, and you fucking stash Kaiser, and you make him the backup for like three years, ten years, however long it takes, and then maybe he'll reemerge at some point as a good quarterback. Maybe. He's clearly not ready to be a decent quarterback now. Well, he came out a year early too. He did. He's super young. Yeah. I, is he? I think he might have came into the league and started at 20 and then turned 21. Maybe. Or something like that. I know so he's like, young. Yeah. <clears throat> so, hey, yeah. Completely not ready. That guy should be sucking at Notre Dame, not sucking at the NFL. Right. So, Browns plus seven for you. Yes. I like it. I like it. I am. <clears throat> we've already mentioned this on the pod. The Raiders blow ass. Um, so, I'm going to take the Cowboys <laughs> minus three at the Raiders. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I hate the Raiders. I think they're atrocious. Give me Cowboys. He might be the most overrated player in the NFL. Derek Carr. Eh. You remember, like, this time last year, everyone was like, MVP, sleeper, like, yeah. one of those future stud Yeah, well, he did have a big year. He's, He's just, a, like, okay. Like, yeah. In they no mentioned, way I think, should he ever I think be it was mentioned MVP on a Mike Lombardi pod that his yards per attempt is, like, as average as it gets, like, seven. Right. He doesn't throw the ball downfield. Well, enough. and he has good receivers. Like, yeah. Amari Cooper and Crabtree, like, if you're just taking two receivers off every team in the league and you're ranking them... They'd probably be a top-ten duo oh, in yeah. terms of talent. Yeah. Now, I, I realize Cooper hasn't had a good year. No. But I, I don't, I'm now that we're talking, now we're seeing what Carr's been doing, like, I don't know who, who's more to blame there. Is it Cooper I think or Cooper is for real. Cooper, at the beginning of the year, really struggled. He had a lot of bad drops. Right. But I'm not sure... Everyone goes to those spells. Like, T.O. had a lot of bad <clears throat> drops. Yeah. So, anyway, Cowboys minus three. Right. Fuck the Raiders. So, you... We're unanimous on Eagles minus seven and a half. I have one more pick. Oh, do you? Yeah, because remember. Damn. Okay, go ahead. My last pick to get me the over under. Okay. Chargers pick them at the Chiefs. Oh. Okay. Chargers are coming in hot, baby. If they win this game, they have the division lead. Also, yeah, I could actually win my division bet plus six hundred. Everybody suck it. Yeah, that was from like the first pod, and <laughs> I was making fun of him. And people have been making Andrew fun of me for months. Yeah. Because I said it like... You know what? Go Chiefs. Fuck this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, Chargers pick them. If they win this game, they should win the division because they play the Jets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're going to beat the Jets. Fuck. Dude. So, no, they probably are the best team in that division. They are. I actually want them to... I really want them to make playoffs because and I think they're the most fun team. As a grumpy old Eagles fan, let me tell you. Find me one person in the national media who is giving Andy Reid any shit for this uh, collapse. Nobody. Bullshit. And he gets all the credit. At one point, I think they were... No, the Chiefs did win the game. But at one point, ESPN was doing a fucking preview of that week one or week two, whenever it was, game that they played the Patriots. Yeah. And they were like, okay, who has the advantage? They're comparing quarterback, at running back. They did head coach. I want to say it was Damian Woody. Picked fucking Andy Reid. What a goddamn joke. Like, nice. the most overrated coach of all time, too. Is he a good coach? Yes. But, like, the dude's never won a Super Bowl for a reason. Every NFC Championship game we ever went to, he got outcoached. And then you get in the Super Bowl, four minutes left down, two scores. Eh. 
Take your time, Donovan. We don't need to hurry up here. <laughs> that will forever be Fucking Alex's idiot. argument. Yes. <clears throat> All, right. All right. But anyways, so you want Eagles minus seven and a half. You want Jets plus sixteen if you're smart. You want? <laughs> I, I believe me. I don't think you're smart. I think if you're betting on that game, you're insane. <laughs> yeah, no, you probably want to stay away from that game to yeah. be honest. But uh, Packers plus three. Did you not? You didn't pick that one, did no. you? Interesting. Um, we're both on Pats minus three and a half, and then I want Browns plus seven. Right. So where I'm different, I want Saints minus sixteen, Cowboys minus three, Chargers pick them, and do yourself a favor, guys. Tease the Eagles and the Pats and just win all the money. Yeah. It's over. There you go. I'm also sipping this beer like a little bitch because I'm afraid I'm going to swallow some glass. You're being a really big bitch. That dro- <laughs> that broke clean. For God's sake. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so what do you want to move on to next? Baseball? Yeah, dude. It's the winter meetings. The hot stove is burning. Just I'm like just all around. Baby. I love the hot Let's stove. Go. It's one of the my favorite s- times of the year. Who doesn't like this time of year? You know who killed it for me? Matt Klintak. He does nothing fun. Okay. Can, can we hold on? Sure. You know, it's still fun. You want to every, talk about Giancarlo. Well, everybody is excited. No, no, no. Every team is excited. Because <laughs> you haven't played a game yet. You don't realize how bad you're fucking going to be. Right. Everybody's like, who can we get? How can we improve? What's happening? Who's going where? Did you see that thing I tweeted at Zach today? <gasps> Which one? Uh, it was like a Philly Sports something tweeted it. And it was like, you know, that Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf where he's like, do it! Yeah. Just do it! It was like that, but it was uh, the caption was every Phillies rumor that comes up this hot stove. Right. <laughs> I was like, it's so true. I'm like, I just want anything to happen, just anything. Clentac, do something. I don't want another reliever. I don't want another starter who's 35 and was good five years ago. Give me a real fucking baseball player, please. And trade Cesar Hernandez, for love of God. Yeah, I Get think we King both agree. Up. We both agree. It's a good time to move Cesar. Yes. Number one, he is he's a quality second baseman who would help a winner. Right. Coming off two good years. Coming off two good years, probably. I mean, two you're not going to get where he was probably overachieving. I don't think he's right. as good as he you're was not. Last you're years. not going to get like a ton of value for Cesar, but it's still at the peak of his value. He's, he's got like value. I think three more years of team control. Right. He's cheap. Like every there should be twenty nine other well not twenty nine because other no. people have second but you know what I mean second baseman aside like as far as just cost and how good he is. And how much it should cost you to trade him? Yeah, there should be twenty nine teams lining up. Now there won't be twenty nine because they got other second basemen. Yeah, yeah. But if you have a second baseman need, you should be knocking down our fucking door to give us the thirty five year old pitcher that sucks that Clintac is going to want, so that we can start fucking King. I'm telling you right now, it, who was the first person in the world on the Hoskins train wagon, train wagon, train wagon, whichever one we're going with? Probably you. It was definitely me. Probably Hoskins. I was on that shit like two and a half years ago. I'm right. telling you. Two and a half years ago, I don't know. I'm but, telling you, Kingery is going to be the man. Okay. The guy can fucking but play. But I think we should move him to third. Yeah, that's an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> so, fucking mark it down. Trade Cesar for the love of God. And we can talk. The Phillies have signed two relievers thus far. Yeah. Pat Neshek and Tommy Hunter. Yeah, Tommy Both Hunter. Both to what, $9 million a year? I don't know the numbers on Neshek on top of my head. But I think it's the same, almost the same exact deal. It's like two for 18 on both I of them. I think Neshek might be on a tiny smaller, but yeah. Two for 16 on yeah. Neshek and two for 18 on Hunter. Yeah, which is pretty fucking expensive for Tommy Hunter. But It is, but you know what? I feel like I'm curious if it's one of those moves where... You sign him and trade him. Sign him and trade him, or... I mean, if he's good, he's good, and you might be able to be better than you think. Right. You want a good... Bull- In today's game, you need a good bullpen. Well, and that's where I don't hate the move. I mean, obviously... In baseball, you have money to spend. Yeah, and baseball is the one sport where it never makes sense to tank. I mean, the Astros kind of did it and did it really well. Showed and the Cubs. Cubs a little bit. But, like, 
the my last point World is, Series my point there. is that like <laughs> you can draft Mark Appel easily, and you're not going to get Bryce Harper every draft. So, you can draft Brian Bullington. Right. There's a and ton of guys. Mike Trout went 25th. Like fucking Ryan Howard's a fifth round pick. Right. Like it, you never fucking know. Right. So. There's no point in ever trying to lose, in my opinion, in baseball. You try to fucking win, and you if play you to suck, win the game. Yeah, you play to win the game. But if you suck, you suck, and you figure that out at the deadline, and then you sell off pieces and whatever. Right. That makes sense. But like, okay. so the reason why I like it is like, sure, fucking go for it, and then it's not big, huge, long-term deals. So if if we suck, but they're good at the deadline, we could trade Meshack for two years in a row. How funny would that be? Yeah. So whatever, I don't care, but. Fucking go get me Machado or at least trade Cesar. So yeah, we can stop piddling around with this little Philly stuff. Right, and let's, let's talk, talk about, about the real fucking Yankees. They're first, gonna win the World Series. First off, last the last episode we talked about Yankees managerial position. We did. And we really literally narrow- that night. That night the pod. We narrowed it down to Aaron Boone and Hensley Mullins. Yes. You and wanted Hensley. I wanted I, Boone. Right. I was I was kind of excited. I'm I'm not I'm happy about Aaron Boone. I'm not, like, not happy. Right. I just thought Hensley Mullins was a guy who... And again, we're going to upload the Lost episode. Right. So you can... He was happy. I mean, he I would, preferred just, the other guy, but he said he'd be cool with Boone. Yeah, I like Boone. And I think by the time I drove home, we they had signed Boone. Yes. Like, it was... It was pretty funny. Matt, I think I signed a so tweet funny. where I was like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Just ignore that part of the pod. <laughs> it was really quick. So that, first off, is very exciting. Yeah. New young manager... You guys got our bench coach Rob Thompson. He's your bench coach now. We yep. still have. We still don't really have uh, outside of our pitching coach. We retained Larry Rothschild, who I love. But outside of that, we don't have any other coaches. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of fill out the the coaching carousel. But the biggest news is that the Yankees have acquired the other fucking giant in baseball, Giancarlo Stanton. Yes. We now have two of the biggest dudes I've ever seen swing a baseball. That is not even fair, by the way. And I saw awesome. I saw a projected lineup. Yeah. Where and this is just ESPN. ESPN's fucking stupid. But like, they had them being they had it being split like a lefty righty the whole way. So they had like Garner, uh, Judge, uh, Dee Dee Stanton. Stanton. And I was like, no 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 no. Like I think you're retarded if you don't bat them back to back. You I, protect one with the other. Right. I think I also you can just pitch around on both at that point. Well, I don't think you can pitch around D.D. Gregorius. He hit, like, 25. Well, He's really good. Well, no, I'm saying... You, and behind, you pitch, behind... You pitch around Judge, even if D.D.'s really good, but, like, I'd rather face fucking D.D. than Judge. Yeah, well... Okay. But then if you have Judge being protected by Giancarlo, right. like, dude, Judge is going to see more fastballs than he ever dreamed of. I know, which is so nice. Oh, my God. So you clearly... Yeah, fuck you, Spin. You it's, clearly yeah, protect Listen, I, I, I have a projected lineup right here that okay. I'm going to get into. <laughs> Fucking, right, go Here's my projected lineup as it currently stands. Because I do believe there are more moves to be made, and I will we'll talk about that. Okay. But it's definitely Brett Gardner, Aaron Judge, yep. Stanton, DD's going to bat clean up, Gary Sanchez, Greg Bird, Glaber Torres, Aaron Hicks, and then either um, Ronald Torres or Miguel Andular, who's another young prospect who I'm very excited about. Do you hate about. them going 3 4 instead of 2 3, though? They're not 3-4. I have them 2-3. I Judge, know. I want them 2-3. Okay, that's my question. Hiram, um, Judge has a fantastic on base. I want a great on base guy at the second spot. He okay. walks a lot, and I want him to get to Stanton. Also, Gregorius is a great guy to be behind 
I think he's a great guy to actually hit cleanup. He doesn't strike out that much, mm-hmm. like ever, and he really fights off the pitches. He's a really tough out. So yeah. I love him batting cleanup, and he had great success there last year. So I'm all for keeping him there. See, he, I'm needless to say, our lineup looks pretty fucking scary, and yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think you guys on paper right now are probably the team to win the World Series. But, and Pete will be the first guy to tell you that, like, the phrase that probably sums up my life is get off my lawn. Yeah. So, I'm not as huge on batting, like, arguably your best hitter second, like a lot of these teams have been doing. Like, I, I don't know how many at-bats that actually get seen in a season, maybe like 10 more at-bats a year. Probably but, not, but yeah. Uh, we went over this, like, six pods ago, probably, about how... Uh, Judge last year had like what do you have fifty two home runs like ninety three RBIs or what? I mean, I think he ended up hundred ten RBIs yeah. maybe. But we broke it down, and I was like, dude, like you would think with fifty two home runs, like that would get you a hundred RBIs right there. Like, did he never get an RBI when he wasn't hitting home runs? And I, we figured it out. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like well, eighty eighty two or something like that yeah. of his RBIs came on home runs, which is an extremely small number mm-hmm. for fifty two. And a lot of I directly. Uh, Blamed that on him batting second as opposed to third. Right. And so my my point is, I think you're leaving some runs out there. If I'm making the lineup, and dude, how are you going to go wrong with all those people in your lineup? But I would think about maybe like a Garner, and I know you're going lefty, lefty, righty, righty here, so it's not necessarily no, ideal. Wouldn't do but it. Like a Garner, DD, uh, you know, big guy, big guy, Sanchez, or maybe Garner, Sanchez. But see, the problem is that Sanchez. Isn't as good of an on-base guy. Doesn't work as many walks and still strikes out a good amount. Dude, but you know how many fastballs he's going to see with both Dude, those fuckers against him. Trust me when I tell you, you want on-base at your second spot. Well, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but you want the guy on base. Get him on base for Stanton, for God's sake. Give me the on-base guy at number two. Trust me on that. Well, and the other thing is, uh, like I remember in the one playoff game, it really bit them because they didn't have a situational hitter to hit in the second hole yeah. when the judge came up, and I think Didi. I mean, you watch oh, more Didi than I do, but Didi can do it all, right? So Didi's really I, blossomed. To that's why I don't. Special. That's why I don't dislike the Garner Didi, and then yeah. pick your poison, pick your poison. I see your point, but I still disagree. Give me the guy who gets on base at a forty percent clip. All right. Anyway, so the thing about this is we are definitely still in the market to make some moves. I'm going to give you a list of guys that we have been associated with or in rumors about acquiring. Okay. Eduardo Nunez. Yep. Garrett Cole. Yep. Michael Fulmer. Yep. Patrick Corbin. Yep. Manny Machado. Fuck you. If you get Manny Machado, I'm done. It's, I retire. It's, it's apparently not that crazy that like we I think we're going to be in the discussion. I don't think we'll do it. But I think what we're more looking for is a starting pitcher because as of right now, I'm happy with our top 3 guys. Sevi, Tanaka and Sonny Gray. I want to bring back CC Sabathia for one year, maybe a two-year deal with a player or like a team option. Yeah, pitched really well in the playoffs. I think any he's a good clubhouse guy. He loves being there. I'm all for bringing CC back for another run. Yeah, let him have another year. Why not? And he's right now, Yankees guy. At this right, point. our fifth guy is Jordan Montgomery, who pitched pretty well last year. I like him, but that would be a spot where if you're thinking about going for it, that's where you upgrade. Yeah, you make CC your fifth guy, and you you know like he probably can't. Do a whole year of like, or get you close to 180 innings. So like, you know, other guys will make spot starts. But if you're thinking about upgrading spot, it's Montgomery, and I think that's what they're looking at in terms of like Garrett Cole or Michael Fulmer or Patrick Corbin. Right. I don't want to do that. 
So here's the thing. And I'll tell you what. Well, go ahead. I'll say, say what you want to say, and then I'm going to tell you why I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, my, my point's a little bit off to the side here. Go ahead. But, like, if you're going to find a weakness on this team, which you guys have a great bullpen. Right. Obviously, you're going to lead the league in home runs. We'll be there. Yeah. Who's hitting more home runs than the Yankees this year? Playing that tiny-ass park with the two best home run hitters in the league. Give me a break. But uh, it's the starting rotation. Right. And it's not ass by no, any stretch. It's not. It's got some good guys there. But the like, what you're really looking at is come playoff time, you do not have Roy Halladay. No. You don't have you don't have that guy to lean on. Seve is solid, but like he and again, it could be like first time in the playoffs, first experience will be better next time he gets there kind of thing. But he kind of sucked. He pitched a really great game in the Cleveland series. I can't remember the last, second Houston game he pitched. So the second Cleveland game he pitched was. Fantastic. Great outing. Was really it Houston, won. the first Houston game? One of them was hell. Right. Well, no, the first Houston game wasn't hell. It was You're thinking of the the wild card game. Okay, that one was The awesome. Twins, yeah. yeah, he came out and only got one out. Yeah. But Tanaka, on the other hand, was an absolute stud in the playoffs. Yeah. He was unhittable. He was fantastic. But you don't. I don't know that you can count on that, like, postseason in, postseason out. No, I'm not saying that. All right. But I think he's a quality I'm just pitcher. That's all I'm saying. Is you right. guys don't have the guy you can lean Not on. Not yet. I mean, so if I'm the Yankees, I mean, you guys really do have some, like, you got some prospect depth, and you got, like, I know. you got outfielders to fucking spare. Like, get some of those young guys and just fucking ship them off somewhere. Well, for, like, if they're really serious about trading Grinky for some stupid reason in Arizona, yeah. dude, do that. Holy shit. Interesting. Um, but here's why I don't want to do anything. All right. We. I mean, maybe I'm just getting too attached to some of these guys. Yes. Because I'm getting excited that we've actually been growing our team from the inside and not just bringing in old fucks. Which is fun. It's more it fun is fun. That way. It is more fun that way. But, like, guys like Garrett Cole and Michael Fulmer, I, lo- I think Michael Fulmer's really good, mm-hmm. but he's had injury issues. I always liked Garrett Cole, but he might not be as good as everybody thought he was. Yeah. He's kind of struggled to, like, get to that next level where I thought he would be. Because I thought he was going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just going to be a dominant dude. And my my biggest thing is we almost got to the World Series with the team basically the way it is. Yeah. Now we just added Giancarlo Stanton. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to be pushing all the chips in immediately right. to do that. What I would love to see is um, Clint Frazier make the roster and possibly have a chance to beat out Aaron Hicks. I don't want to lose Clint Frazier. I think he's a part of the young core that could be around for a long time. Okay. Um, guys like our two biggest pitching prospects are Chance Adams and Justice Sheffield. Yeah. I think Sheffield is going to be our lefty of the future. He's going to replace CC. Okay. At some point. So I like him. I don't think he's I don't think he's this year. I think he's a next year guy who could make the team. Yeah. I think this year is the year you kind of let Chance Adams get a shot. Yeah. And see what he's got. And my my whole thing would be, can we just wait till the deadline? Right. I'd love to see where the, I'd love to see what these young guys can do for us. No. I'm, can they be contributors? I'm totally down. I don't feel if like I'm, I'm if I'm the Yankees, I'm totally down to to wait for the deadline. I like that approach. Yeah. But, uh, what's his face? You just said I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. The outfielder, Clint Frazier. Yeah. He's just a piece to spare at this point. You have so many but, outfielders. No, no, no. But Gardner is the contract is up after next year. You think. But Stanton, I don't think we want to play the outfield that much. Stanton has held, has had some injury issues. I think we'd love him to DH at the most. And him and, like, he'll... Basically what's going to happen is 
the DH is going to be a revolving door, mainly being Stanton and... Dude, I think you have to play Sanchez there a lot, too. Well, I, I don't think we will. I think the smart move for the Yankees, who have more than enough offense, right. is to take a page out of the 2018 Phillies. And get a defensive catcher. Yeah, who had... I mean, Chooch. Chooch is the most underrated defensive catcher of all time. Yeah. He's only gold gloveless because fucking Yachty was back there. But right. you don't and win I that World Series without him blocking every slider that Lynch could throw. It just depends because... And I think... Because Sanchez, a great player. Mm-hmm. One of the best offensive catchers in like that I've ever seen. Right. Shitty defensive catcher. Yeah. Like, awful. Gr- good arm. Very slow moving behind the plate. Yes. Like, he can't get in front of the balls. Can't, and so, can't block ideally, he's the DH more often than not. Like He should be the guy... He should but be he acting won't. as, in my opinion, he should be acting as the second catcher as far as games he catches. Catch 40 games a year. Yeah, I... And then you have a defensive catcher you bring in right. who catches 120. We're not there yet. We're not. I don't think we're ready to give up on him yet. I think at the end of the day, he is going to turn into a first base platoon DH backup sure. catcher. That's and fine. And we're going to get a different catcher. But but that's what I'm saying. It. it I'm down or whatever for you to wait on pitching. Although I think Clint Frazier is a piece to fucking spare that you should catch in for cash in for pitching, but. Which I, think, I, I think that is the move. I don't even know who your second string catcher is. But Austin Romine. Solid defensive catcher. Okay. He, well, he's, he's better defensive catcher than, okay. than Sanchez. Well, I got nothing to say on that guy because I don't really know, you anything, don't know about anything about him. him. But, Nobody does. Yeah. I do. But, <laughs> but uh, if you guys went out and just got some stud defensive catcher, it doesn't even have to be a big name. Just somebody that like baseball people know. Is that, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, this guy's a good defensive catcher. Like, even if you got Chooch himself, what the <laughs> fuck would it cost you to get Chooch right now? Nothing. A bag just, of... A bag of bats. Yeah, you get him for a bag of dicks. Probably. Like, I love Chooch, but he doesn't do a lot anymore. Right. But, dude, you play him, like I said, like 110, 120 games a catcher. You right. DH the shit out of Sanchez, and he catches... But one. here's the issue. That would save you a lot of runs. You have to... Well, here's where you have to question the trade-off, right? If you're starting two six seven six eight guys in the outfield... What's the range on? I like. I love Aaron. Aaron Judge plays pretty good defense. He does play. Good he defense. plays above average. He was defense a positive my, defensive player. Correct. Actually. Correct. I don't know if that stays forever. When he gets older, right. he's going to suck. My point is the range that those guys cover isn't that great. But they both have cannons. They do have cannons, which like helps. Hoses very much so. So anything they get to, you're so not we'll, taking the extra base. We'll see. I would anticipate that Stanton plays more games at DH than he does in the outfield. That would be my expectation. Okay. I mean, that's and one I way to like, go about it. But. I just, I'm not, I don't know. I just think we've had such success, and Cashman has done such a great job of cultivating a farm. I love these guys. Yeah. I'm not ready to see it go, and I want them to get a shot. Okay. Because all it takes is one injury or anything like that, and some dude gets a shot, and he's going to stay. Or right. we're going to realize, like, he's a piece for the future, and we're not going to make that extra move. Right. And I love Brett Gardner. But after this year, like, he's going to be like 35 after this year. I don't think we're bringing him back. No. So, like, why yeah. would you, you get so many outfielders? Especially right. if Clint Frazier's still around. Right. Well, yeah. If Clint Frazier's still around, like, I don't. There's it's a no chance. brainer. See ya. So, I don't know. I'm just. I, I, w- I want us to continue at the, the, the model we, we had. Mm-hmm. We weren't expected to be there last year where we were. Now we acquired basically. All we're doing is we basically signed Giancarlo Stanton as a free agent because we didn't give up at that. We didn't. Starlin had a good year last year. Right, he did. I, you're right. I mean, we did, but we also have like a top prospect ready to fill that spot in Glaber Torres. That's yeah. 
That's why I guess I'm not giving it. I yeah, Starling Castro is a loss. Right. I shouldn't downplay that at all. But in terms of like prospect depth, we didn't give much. Right. So there's that. So I just think, I don't know. I just think we we should stay the course, okay. not overreact and not go get some pitcher and give give up the farm. To I'm do with so. you. Well, and then we're gonna pod further on hot stove stuff as that comes across. Yeah. Um, Hopefully the Phillies do anything noteworthy, but uh, way too early prediction, which I definitely reserve the right to change. I'm going to say Yankees won the World Series. I'm going to say Phillies win, like, fucking, I don't know, 70 games, yeah. 72 games, something stupid that I is mean, useless. I think it would be... Do something better with your summers than watch the Phillies if you have a chance. It would be a disappointment if we didn't get back to the ALCS, in my opinion. Yeah. No, no. They're, but here's the thing. I mean, you got to realize. Baseball, the best team doesn't... Always win. That, and you have to realize, look at the American League. Like, it's really stacked. There's good teams. Like, the Astros aren't going anywhere. No, nah, they're really fucking they're good. They're really good. So The Indians are good. They're probably pissed right now at all the coverage Yankees are getting, yeah. really. Like, the Indians are still really good. Indians were the best team in baseball before the playoffs started last right. year. Right, and we beat them. Right. But that doesn't mean we're going to beat them every single time. Right. And the Red Sox are still the Red Sox. They'll, yeah. I guarantee they're going to counter the James Carlos Stanton move. They're going to get somebody. And hopefully the Phillies can finish in not last place. Yeah. I think it's three of the four last four years finishing last place. How pathetic is that? Who would you give up for Manny Machado if there was a trade? If you get one year of him. Oh, uh, that was another trade too. Um like if I'm the Phillies. Yeah. So I was saying this before the pod to Pete that I wouldn't give up shit really. Like I would give up I'll tell you who I would give up. I would give up some combination of like Manny Mo- Mickey Moniak, who I'm pretty certain Kind of sucks now. He's still your first-rated prospect. Maybe on sites that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, MLB Network. The MLB no, prospects. He's number one on... The preseason one, he won't be number one. Okay. I guarantee it. Okay. Uh, I just saw a Baseball America one that had him at nine, by the way. In your farm system? Yes. Woo! Yeah. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he had a very unimpressive first year. Right. Um. Anyways. I'd give up something like that. Something like the guy we just drafted this past year, who's a Mickey Moniac Clint or a clone, yeah. And uh, like we have some other prospects that are interesting, but not like home runs necessarily. Like uh, Colome, who's in Double A, is a big pitcher that they say is like an ace ceiling. Uh, I don't know, like guys like fucking Roman Quinn, who could steal eighty bags if he ever stays healthy, but he never will. Those kind of guys, I would trade a handful of those guys. Give them uh, Cousins. Something like that. Something where it's not Kingery and Sixto. They want Sixto, is the right. thing. And my thing is, I'll, I'll just fucking wait you out. He's going to be a free agent That's at the end true, of the year. That's true. Why am I giving you Sixto um, for... What are the Phillies... Even if you give us Machado right now, what are we winning this year? Nothing. That gives us, what, maybe 78 wins? Still a losing team. Right, but maybe he likes it there? Well, no, the trade doesn't happen without a re-sign right away. Oh yeah, you don't yeah. think so? Well, I read that, but also I believe it. So do I. I think for I think for a lot of these teams, for the most part, well, for a lot of the teams that are considering giving up valuable assets, right. that will be the case. Right now, if it's like the Yankees, I don't think I think they would just bank on like, look, we're going to win the World Series. He's going to like it. We'll sign him later because they know. they got something to play for right now. So like, you can justify it at the very least. You can justify it if you're a team like the Yankees. If yeah. you're just like, look, he's we're trading for him. He's not locked up. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you cannot justify that if you're the Phillies. And so there's, I think there's no chance that I will go fire Clintac myself if he does that. If we do that trade for him, and he's not locked up like right away. 
if a trade were to happen, it needs to be like, look, this trade happened and he just signed this. Yeah. That's how it would be. That would, I doubt that'll ever happen because he's what? Is he a Boris client? Uh, probably. So he's not. They, right. they want the bidding war. We're not. Yeah, and we're not trading for him. It's yeah. not happening. I doubt it. We're not that stupid. Sixto is supposed to be. He's like 18, 19, and he's That's supposed thing, to be like though. an ace that, ceiling kind of guy. Thing. He's so young and still far away. That's not a guarantee. That's not a sure thing. No, definitely not a sure thing. But like he hasn't shown you anything at the double layer. Like I said, it's one thing to trade for him if you have aspirations of winning this season. Right. Only delusional people think the Phillies are going to the playoffs this season, even with Manny Machado. Right. So it's not happening. It's not worth giving up your best player or your best player in the minor leagues. Arguably, I love Kingery too. Hey, and as as we kind of wrap this up, I just want to. Sneak this in here that the Yankees will be under the luxury tax this year. Ooh, interesting. I mean, everybody's cheap. We have so many young guys, and everybody's still cheap. Right. Aaron Judge isn't a free agent until twenty twenty three. Yeah. So no, I was thinking about. Up. I was thinking about that the second the trade happened. I was like, well, this is good because they're not going to be in on Harper. They're not going to be on Machado. Like they, even the Yankees aren't going to have money for that. And then I remember like, oh fuck. Like we yeah, actually Judge will have. Awesome, if, but he's cheap. If we want to, ha- we could still be in the Harper discussion. I don't think it'll be that way because I think Harper wants kind of more of a spotlight. And right. with Judge and Stanton, I don't think he'll get that. Right. So I think we kind of did take ourselves out of that, but okay. It's worth it. We have Judge and Stanton. Yeah. Like, have fun in the National League. <laughs> You'll play for the Cubs or something. Probably. Or stay with the Nats. The, Nat, the, no. Nats, the Nats have a checkbook, man. They'll write a check. I don't think They'll so. They'll cut a big-ass check. Dude, they paid Strasburg, Scherzer. They'll pay people. I don't think he stays there, though. Maybe not. It's gonna be too rich for their blood. No. Yeah. Dude, it's DC. Like that's people have money there. Like it's not a small market. That's Washington, fucking DC. No, but they have a lot of money already tied up in people, and I think he's gonna outbid them. That's my prediction. All right, that's fine. Um, and then we we're not gonna really talk to Sixers here, but they won finally. I know. Last it, night in an ugly ass game. Any game that you watch that involves the Minnesota Timberwolves is a sadly ugly, terrible game. It, Simmons had his first game of the year where it was like hard to watch. He didn't score until three minutes left in the fourth quarter. What? Yeah. He had no points. No points. <laughs> I mean, I think he had three shots, but like, still. Yeah. And then he still. almost it went into overtime. And I, I don't think I texted Zach this, but I thought it at least. I was like, dude, he's gonna be the first like guy in like NBA history to not score until three minutes left in the fourth quarter and get a double double. Because he had eight, he had eight assists. He did not get and like four points at one point. Yeah. I was like going into overtime. I think it was eight assists, four points. I was like, this fucker's gonna get a double double. Nope. But I think he stayed at eight assists. And he, he knows. Went, I think he eight knows. Points. He knows he can't get over eight assists for game for the year. Dude, he, he had like fifteen. Like he did, but he's had game with two. I think that brings him to like seven point eight. He's around. He's, he's hovering right, right below eight. Fourth in the league in assists, I believe. Doesn't matter. You know who's ahead of him? LeBron. Is he really? LeBron's almost at nine assists. He had a seventeen assist game on. I played him in draft games. Good. Didn't win any money. Fucked up the rest of my lineup. That'll happen. Uh, yeah, so anyways, look, I'm going to try and get Pete to remember to post this one. Yes. And what did you think of the beer? Which, what? by the way... Do we even tell him what kind of beer we had? No. But I did find a smaller shard of glass here. Yeah. Which should probably make you think twice about taking another sip of that beer. But uh, it is a Storm King Imperial Stout by Victory. We're very Victory today. Uh... This one is 9.1%, so we're probably hammered right now. And, uh, it, like I said, it's a stout. What'd you think? I'm not a huge stout guy. Yeah. 
They're all right. If you're a huge stout guy, you probably like this one. It's not bad. Yeah. I was digging the sour more. So okay. Imper- so what did you rate it? I'm taking that sip. So yeah, imperial stouts typically are gonna have a heavier taste to them. Like you kind of taste a little alcohol in right. it. Right. No. Yeah. These are one of those where, like, as opposed to the to the 9.5% right. slightly higher sour where taste you don't taste a lot of the alcohol, in this, this imp- tastes like alcohol. Imper- like, imperial stout. Tastes like a strong mixture. I don't think I've it. ever had an imperial stout that I didn't taste. Right. That was like... Imperial stouts are the kind where you drink, like, they serve you in, like, smaller sizes at bars. Yeah, six ounce glass. Right. And then you're not sure if you should drive home after a while. <laughs> uh, That's why we split the beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a 325. That's yeah. not bad. I like stouts. I give it a 35. Okay. So, and hey, if you want to see any of my other ratings on oh, my over six hundred unique beers checked in, you can follow me at Pizki Forty One on Untapped and the same handle on Twitter. And Alex, yet again, will look up <laughs> each of these handles and tell you momentarily. I am at a Wolf Thirty One on Twitter at Alex Wolf Thirty One on Untapped, and then most importantly. You want to follow us on the official, which we're still working on the blue check mark, but official Twitter page of Microbrew. It's at Microbrew Sports. And uh, like I said, we run plenty of polls. We want people to talk shit to us. We'll talk shit back. Tell us how stupid we are about our beers or our sports talks, and we will love it. So, uh, like I said, I am going to get on Pete's ass about posting this one. And let's go Eagles. Hopefully, let's get our hopes up, baby, so we can get them crushed. Oh,